Need a pep talk? Come hang with us weekly while we serve up realness with a side of sass and help you learn to love yourself in every shape, size, and season. We laugh, we cry, we dig deep, we shoot the shit, we feel our feels, and we highlight the real. I'm Becca. And I'm AMQ. And this is... I got you, boo. Hello, hello. Hi. I hope you guys are all loving our self-love themed February. And I'm, I think this is coming out. If not, then we hope you loved it. Yeah. In past tense. <laughs> yeah. It's either future tense or past tense. We're not sure yet. But um, <laughs> it's hard. It's like when you don't, when you, you know, we record, but it's like, it's like real-ish time. You know, it's not quite real Correct. time. It's a little delayed. Right. Just a little bit. I do have something funny that I thought about. So after we recorded with Dr. Allison, I can't help but notice that our cycles synced. Yeah. So weird. So I think that it's the proof in the hormonal. <laughs> okay. I would like her back on to explain that is my point. Sure. We do a little, a little follow up. Also, though, we were synced. We were for a while before. I want to say like oh. in the summertime we were synced and then like, you know, things happened. But I feel like we've been synced before, so I'm not immensely yeah. surprised. But yeah, like we're like really synced. We're like to the, the timing day, of it, though. To the day. Synced. Yeah. It's pretty. Wild. I was like, uh, I blame Dr. Allison. <laughs> Usually for a while there was at least one of us had our hormones on straight. It's really but difficult. Now, now we have to like, you know, it's like, oh, you get, I'm not really creative in my luteal phase. And then if we're both in our phases together, <laughs> then that's going to be a little problematic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so thanks, Dr. Allison, for giving us both our periods. <laughs> two weeks after two weeks after we three weeks, maybe after we recorded with you. No, two. Maybe even one. I don't know. I don't even know what time is anymore. It was, it was just after, quite quickly after. Let's just put it that way. That's, it's true, actually. Yeah, I didn't so even think about that. Yeah. Some <laughs> sorcery here happening over here, which we, we learned slash revisited, we're reminded today. Did, did you see that message yesterday, today? I don't know what day it was. But when it's yeah. like, we were talking about wizards and- So stupid. That- <laughs> I feel so stupid. Of course, that was, of course. That, that is so, I'm talking so, to myself. Just to clarify. So my friend Erica messaged us and was like, just for, for future reference, the female so. version of a wizard is in fact a witch. And we, so stupid. I think we knew that when we were speaking. One of my favorite Broadway shows is Wicked, which takes place in the Wizard of Oz. And what does the Wizard of Oz want? The witches. Oh. <laughs> Witch school. So, of course. Stupid. I think we were like, but we, said it, we said it was an enchantress, right? Which I think is just a really nice name for a witch. Yeah, that's some, that's some like, that's some bougie Fern Gully shit. Yeah. 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 My students don't even know what Fern Gully is. <gasps> it's devastating. Yeah. Fern Gully is like, iconic. What? That movie's iconic. I watched it. My mom will say I wore out the VHS tape yep. of Fern Gully. It was one of my faves for sure. Vibe check. I, I uh, feel very relaxed because of this yoga situation. So that's been that's been really nice. This past week has been quite eventful in the 
on the fertility front because we finally see like when you're on a when you're on a journey like this, like the woman always feels like they're a human pincushion and then like the guy, it's like they're just sort of along for the ride. So this time I was like Literally. Literally Literally. <laughs> literally. So so <laughs> so we finally got to the point in the cycle where it, it was time for Andrew to get tested. And they were so kind, our clinic, to allow him to do his business in the comfort of his own home so that he didn't have to be in like this weird incandescent lighting room. Yeah, if you think about it, it's not like a pee test where like for drugs where someone would pee for you. Like, hey, like you don't, you obviously want your own sperm tested. You're not gonna go and have somebody skeet for you. Right, exactly. So then I, so I got really excited about this potential opportunity because I was like, wow, this is great. Like I can, I can help you get there. Because <laughs> we're in the comfort of oh. our own. And he was like, no, because he was all, you know, okay, immediate science brain. Like, no, you can't, you can't touch it. It contaminates it. And I'm like, what? And he was like, yeah, you can't put your mouth on it. You can't put your mouth. Nope. Saliva will, it breaks down the semen. And also your hand germs will like, no, you can't. And I was like, okay, sorry. He's probably not, he's probably not wrong. He's not wrong. He's 100% not wrong. I just didn't read the fine print. Okay. He did. (laughs) So so he was very prepared. So I was like, okay. So then it's like really awkward because then you're like, okay, well I have to take it and it has to be taken within an hour. So I had to put this sample really close to my body. They tell you to like put it under your armpit or put it like in your pants or something like that. So it's close to your body. So it stays room temperature. So then, you know, he'll, he like left. He was like, okay, I'll be right back. And it's like super awkward, right? Cause you just, you're just like, do, do, do like waiting outside for it. My boots are ready to go. I'm like ready to rock. And he, it was like a relay race. Okay. He like comes out of the bathroom and just passes it to me. And I'm right. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I go, I leave. That's a fun relay race. That's probably the only time you'll catch me running. Yeah, I leave. I had to. I was like, okay, we got to go. I mean, the clinic is like 15 minutes away, but you never know. So I was like, okay, let's go. And then, but I'm gone and I'm in the car and he's messaging me and telling me like, I was so uncomfortable. Like, I hope I never have to do that again, which like, I'm so sorry for him, but I feel like it might have to happen a few more times in the future. So I was like, oh, like what happened? He's like, oh, it's just really uncomfortable. Like it's really hard to like aim in a cup. Like it's just, he's trying to describe how it would just not be very comfortable. Here's the thing. I've mentioned this a few times before. He's a delicate flower, Andrew. He's quite sensitive and he complains about things that like I just wouldn't complain about. So I'm just like rolling my eyes, getting these text messages. I get to the clinic. I grab the sample. I look at the sample to hand over to the technician and there is like the smallest <laughs> amount of guys. That's all you need. But, A dabble do you? Sure. So I handed it over. I was like, this better pay the money I need. Come home and he's still complaining. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like what is, what's the problem? Poor guy. Okay. Hurt him. I don't know what he did, but he like hurt himself. I like told Becca about this immediately. It, it, I don't know how else to explain this other than he like bruised his shaft and then it became inflamed and then it looked like he had like a mushroom ring around his penis, which is like... When you said mushroom, I thought you were talking about the actual head of his penis. I know, but now me I'm- too. And that's when he told me that too. And then I was like, well, then he just like, <laughs> he was like standing in the kitchen, just whips it out. I'm like... Oh, that's not what I was. Oh, and I felt so bad. I was like, how do you like, how do you, what do you do with that? Like, do you put an ice pack? Like, I just was like, how can I help? Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, he was just like, well, fine. I just put on 
sweatpants. I hate wearing sweatpants to work, but I need to because I'm so uncomfortable. And like he was very like five-year-old stomping his feet. Very uncomfortable. Listen, I get it. I get it. If that's a way tender area, if our vaginas were inside out and we got like a slice on the outside, even the wind catching it. Would- you know what? I'm grateful I have a vagina. I'm, I'm glad yeah, that power- my organs are on the inside. Like power of the puss. Yeah. It's just so much more well protected. <laughs> like literally we have like a cave. It's like protected, you know? How's, how's his recovery going? I don't think, I think he's fine. I mean, I haven't, go, I haven't come close to it. Like I'm now I'm just, now I have PTSD. I'm like, do I, <laughs> should I even touch it? I don't even yeah. know. To be fair though. That's not us. That's not us. Ma- disclaimer. That's not us making light of PTSD. We probably yeah. both had experiences with it. Yes. <laughs> I don't want people coming for our next. But I, um, I literally also got my period two days later. So, you know, fuck you universe. But, but yeah. it was quite the experience. This whole experience, like there's certain things where you have to laugh because you're just like, well, you know, couldn't just go swimmingly. Yeah. Oh, it's a sperm joke. Swimmingly. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. They write themselves. I'm telling you, they really set themselves up. So that's been my eventful part of the week. <laughs> that's great. I'm just fucking exhausted. Yeah. (laughs) So that's all I got. This, I mean, I say it every time on here, so I I will spare you all. But literally, I don't, I just, we've never experienced the things that we have this year, teachers. Mm -hmm. And unless someone is really with you day to day and they, it's gotten to the point now where when people try and empathize and they're not in the educational system, I get very frustrated. Like, no, you don't. Like when someone tells you, oh, I understand. Like, I get it. No, you don't. No, it's like, no, you don't. (laughs) And even if they are in the educational system though, right? Like you're still in a different classroom and like your, your situations are always going to be different. So like, yeah, somebody can empathize if they're also in that field, but it's not the same. So take care of your people, people, please, please, please take care of your people. Um, I did just log into our, uh, reviews and oh yeah, yeah. stuff on here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this one is older, but I don't know if we read it. No, and we at like first when I saw it, that for a while, remember, we just sort of, we just did. Yeah, I don't know when, did, yeah. So this is Dr. Allison, PhD, which I thought was Dr. Allison at first who we had on, but it's not. Oh, okay. Because she's an ND, DN. ND. 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 <laughs> and this is Dr. Allison with two L's and PhD. So those things are different, correct? Different, Yes. Okay, this is uh, so I don't think we did this before. It's from March. So thanks, Dr. Allison. Amazing. This podcast is the perfect balance of sexy humor and real talk. I just finished listening to the episode on gray hair and toxic positivity, and I cannot believe how smoothly these ladies transitioned from a from a provocative, sassy, giggly topic to straight up emotional mental health analysis and reflection. This episode really hit home for me right now and was exactly what I needed. Spreading knowledge on how to how to allow the feels to happen and how to pragmatically work through them in a self-accepting and other accepting way is what we need more of. Thank you, ladies, for validating my need to feel my feels and not be told to, quote, get over it or, quote, move on or it could be worse well, you made that choice or have you looked to the Lord? (laughs) Thank you for being there for me when I feel superficial for being upset about my gray hairs or crazy and selfish for feeling at all. Wow. What a great review. Also great episode. Yeah. I loved that episode. (laughs) That's That's still one of our faves. Oh, we love that. That's so great. 
Yeah. I was like, I don't think I'm just going to go for it. And if you know, Malin, thanks, dude. Cut that shit if we already did. No, we definitely. But I don't think we did. That was awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Great. That's great. See when we when we talk and we and people are listening. I guess it works. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's right. Right. I do have a rant. Oh, go for it. No one knows how to drive anymore. Mm. You know what? I, I I think I agree with you on this. Actually, I've noticed this. I think that everyone has been home or worked from home for so long and been so glued to their devices for so long that it's too, like, it's almost a muscle memory for them to be on their phones in the car that they don't even realize I'm not supposed to be on my phone in the car. Oh. Like, I'm just talking straight up watching YouTube videos. No, come on. Yes, this isn't just, like, one or two people I'm noticing. I'm like, and then it's, you know, you check yourself because oftentimes... If you think everyone else is the asshole, you're probably the asshole. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm driving and I'm like, is this one of those situations where like maybe I'm the asshole and I just need to calm down? No, <laughs> they really don't. They, it's not, it's very much them on their phones. Wow. And you've like, you've seen them, like you've noticed it. Like today driving home, I was like, I know I'm tired. I know my cramps. There's an angry troll. Totally. Fist bumping my uterus. Driving 10, 15 miles below the speed limit. In not even just the left-hand lane. I know that that's a pet peeve, but I'm talking both lanes, not sure where to go, and then no turn signal. And now we're just like, I'll I'll turn here. No sense of urgency, no regard for any other vehicle on the road. I really think it's a thing. You do also have the best road rage I've ever seen. But if you add that that to people actually, it's it's, I like your road rage. I find it very entertaining, but that's (laughs) because I'm not on the receiving end of the road rage. So I find it entertaining. it's, a, it's very inward road rage. It's not anything like I would ev- never roll down a window and flip yeah. somebody off unless they were like really big dick bags to me. But it's just like that kind of stuff, like driving in the left-hand lane slow. But I'm talking everybody. Like, are we all okay? Is everybody had three shots of fireball before they got behind the wheel this evening? What is happening? I've no more no less than three. I, Andrew calls them yeah. weekend drivers, but now it's just like everybody. Like, you know, people that like, don't need to drive or take public transportation and then they have to go somewhere on the weekend. But like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I do agree that I see a lot of just like the people that just you're driving and you're like, you're not really in a lane. You're kind of like floating in your, in between a couple of lanes. That's not how you drive. Like it's a very weird. Yeah. I agree with you. I think it's because people have been home, which is terrible, Yeah, but Mm -hmm. this world Mm -hmm. that we're living in. That was my rant. Hmm. I don't know if I have a rave. (laughs) I just wanted to let that out. So thanks for being a safe space for me to hear that. Let that out of my brain. I have a rave that I haven't shared with the public yet. You know what? Maybe by the time this airs, I will have. But um, Bubbly sent me a a case of their new mango flavor. And I was so worried that I wasn't going to like. I was like, oh, man, what if I don't? Because there's. I love mango. There's some flavors. But yeah. But I was like, I don't love their like strawberry. There's a few that taste really artificial. So I was like, oh Mm. no, I really hope I like love it. (laughs) But I do, I love it. And it's going to be so good in the summer with like, I can see it being like a really good like cocktail type thing, like mixing it with Tito's or- Tito's. Yeah, there you go. Fuck yeah, Tito's. Some, Some ice and like mint and Tito's. Like it actually feels like it would be really good. And I was like, ooh, okay. But also weird because it's- the winter and it's a very summer flavor. So then it was sort of like, I was like, well, that's good. It feels, tastes like summer. 
but also it feels like a yeah. weird time to launch it. But I'm not complaining. I was happy with it, my little it box. Felt, it felt like spring today. It was like 56 degrees today. You're right. It was like that here too. It's so crazy when that happens well, in our that's weather. That's Celsius system. for you. Celsius for you Canadians. Yes. It was warm here. I don't know what it was though. Like it was, a, it was yeah. definitely above freezing here though. Which it's a win. Yeah. A huge <laughs> win. Like I, I saw someone wearing Birkenstocks outside and I was like, excuse me. This is like, this is how you know you live somewhere in a cold climate is if it's above freezing and somebody decides they're going to leave their house. They're leaving their house. Yeah. They're committing to wearing Birkenstocks, even though it's the winter that <laughs> you know, it's above yeah. freezing. Cause we think it's tropical. And I thought I was, I thought I was crazy for just, um, not wearing socks with my Crocs oh. walking Bruno, but that was a power move. Yeah. You have, but that's, that's like a closed, that's a closed toe situation. Yeah. They're that's true. full toes there's just, out. There's just holes, holes. I went against my normal, I don't know, rules for life, superstitions, if you will. Oh. I was walking Bruno right before we recorded and I looked down on the grass and there's a folded up $20 bill in the <gasps> grass. It was like crisply f- like folded and flat. And I looked at it and I thought to myself, the last time I fell for this, it was a poop dollar on West on my college campus. No way. <laughs> Us. I was I ne- did I not tell this story ever? I was walking by myself to class. I saw it and I'm dollar and I'm a we're a balling on a budget. You're a broke batty bitch. <laughs> and I went to go pick it up and it was poop underneath the dollar. And I pick it up and I scr- and I was like, oh my God, there's poop all over my hand. Ew. Across the street, frat boys are out their window dying, oh. laughing at me. So you can sense my hesitation here. Ew. And I was like, no, it's it's folded up. It's flat. Like it's in the middle of the grass. Like I'm not on college campus. It has to be real. <laughs> I pick it up and I had a moment where I had to have make a moral decision. And there was no one around for me to like say, you know, is this yours? Did you did this fall out of your pocket? Like there was no one around. So I said, thanks, grandma. Like she was looking out for me. Like someone was looking. Thanks for throwing me a bone. I don't know. And I kept it. Wow. Yep. That's very not you to do. Yep. I'm thinking about putting it back if I'm being honest. Oh my, come on. Listen, first of all, that's the most ridiculous if, thing I've ever heard. You want to know why? Because wait. nobody knows they lost that 20. And even if but they But what did, if they do? Do you think they know what where? If, do you think they're going- right? Exactly. So what if they retrace their steps on where they walked their dog and it was right on the edge of like the walking trail around the complex and they what if that was their $20 bill that they needed for groceries for the rest of the week and I just took it? Oh my gosh, I can't. You know what? I can't even. I have nothing to I'm, add to this conversation because you already know. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm sweating. Just even telling the story, I'm sweating because I the guilt is seeping through. Did you, are course. you telling the story because you wanted to see how it felt? outwardly saying it and then how it sat morally and then you were going to make your decision. No. Well, to be honest with you, the story started with me being proud of overcoming one of my nonsense yes, rules. It did. Of, it did. But as I, as I, as I was telling it, exactly. guilt set in. I knew that was going to And now happen. I need to, <laughs> and now I, I need to put it back. No, you don't. Oh, you know what? This is, listen, you, you started the story saying that you were proud of you overcoming something that was silly. Now and I feel now, guilty because now she's like, what if she, what if someone's sitting at home not having dinner? You know, here we are. I, that was me at one point. I was that, I was in that place where I was like, this $20 is going to get me to Friday. Like I need to, like I was there. Anyway, 
No, that didn't have the same effect as I was hoping it was going to have. So here we are. Wow, that really escalated quickly. <laughs> Sweating. Sweating. Uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> well, I mean, sort of. Okay. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. As you are... Yeah, as you already know from the title, that's going to take us at least five business days to figure out. <laughs> We're here to talk about friendships, specifically adult friendships, I think. Very, I think that needs to be like, there needs to be like an asterisk, specifically adult friendships. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Because it obviously looks very different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is my observation. I have observed that there is one difference between us you will like go to like the store and the checkout person. Yeah. And you'll see, like say next time I go to that store, say I'm with you. Right. And you're, and you'll be like, there's my friend. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's very much how, how you, or like, you know, they like, they like a post or like slide it to you. That's my friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right on that yeah. assumption? I think I'm very, I, I have been changing a little bit, but like, usually I've been, I'm kind of on a, you're my best friend and for like you start here, like very, very good. Wait, friend. wait, 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 hold, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You start there. Yeah. Like very good friend. Like you start a good friend and then you like demote wow. yourself. Oh fuck. <laughs> I do the complete opposite. Yeah. It, my friend Remy gives me a really hard time for this because like, He's, you know, cause he's like, you know, he's like my, like my day one closest, 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 closest friend. And he's, there have been times where he's been like, I don't even know if I'm actually like your best friend. A friend. Yeah. Oh, cause, cause you, cause you use the phrase, like you like, categorize like, people. Like friends are so, yeah. He's like, am I still, are we still, we haven't seen each other. Does that mean we're not best friends? Like, you know what I mean? He's asked me that question. It's been a serious conversation that we've had. And I've been like, no, like you're like the OG, like the best. Friend. He's like, I just don't know. I don't know. And like, I realized that when he had that conversation with me, it was a couple of years ago that I literally make people like they're categorized as friends first and then they get slowly like, I don't want to say it's not like demoted, but it's just no, like sort acquaintances. Of like, yeah. Yeah. It's just sort of people. like, yeah. Like there's certain, it's not like I have a list of requirements that need to be met, but it'll just be no, like, Oh, no. I guess those people just aren't actually as close to me as maybe like they could, they started like they can, they're people that, you know, yeah. Yeah, but they definitely start. That's like, so interesting. Friendship first. You're right. Like at first it starts like, that's my friend. <laughs> and then it's like slowly. Yeah. That's my coworker. I am the total opposite. If I haven't seen your titties, I don't know if we're friends. Wow. No, we're friends, but like, we're not like, you know, I don't know. I also have this thing where I was actually doing a really deep dive with this at one point in therapy. And I felt like, and it, it's apparently the Taurus in me. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. I'm very big in this. I like the Zodiac. I'm trying to learn more about it, but not the Zodiac killer. Zodiac astrology. Mean... Zodiac killer is crazy. Anyway, don't get me on a tangent. But I have found that I have different comfort zones with different groups of people. Okay. Yeah. And so a different version of me or like a side of me might come out with like one group that maybe another group isn't used to seeing predominantly in life. But they're still all your friends I, though, right? 
They're Correct. Just, yes, yes, yes. Okay. These are all very, very close. Like, these are all very good friends. Okay. These are who I would categorize. I have group chats with them. So they're, right. they're very good friends. Okay. Because I don't tolerate a group chat. <laughs> I have found, like, working on myself, I have found it very empowering to just be my whole self in all of those groups. And I have had a lot more depth to the relationships and a lot more fun. Right. Cause I'm like, oh, I can't, although there's those friends that like, oh, I know they love to go to brunch. So they're going to be my, like, I'm going to call them for brunch. Totally. Like they're going to be my go-to. Yeah. Right. My go-to. But I think for a while I was like, is that fake? Is that fake to have? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because like, oh, I met friends with it. So like perfect example is for my birthday a couple years ago, which was the same day I found out I lost one of my very good friends, but we had, cause it was pandemic times. So we were on zoom and all of my worlds in some way or another collided on Zoom for a beautiful celebration and fun. But the anxiety that, and I had, I had, I blacked out. I don't remember most of what I said on that Zoom call. Love y'all for still talking to me in this moment. But um, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, what do I do? How do I act? What do I say? Mm-hmm. If I talk this way, is, are they going to think that that's weird? If I, and that was just two years ago, guys. Yeah, that not wasn't a long very time long. ago at all. And I just thought it was so interesting that upon reflecting on that again, I was like, I don't, I, I'm not, that isn't the same. I don't think, which is fun, but I'm just letting you know, if you are somebody else who's like, oh, I just have different, you know, I have these different groups of friends in these different um, avenues of my life. And these are my friends that I do this with. These are my friends that I do that with. I like to talk like this. I like to do this. I like to do these things. Like that doesn't mean you're fake. I think it just means you have different comfort zones with different people. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, but it but it would be like there, there should be there should have been or uh, there probably was like a pressure release when you realize that because really like yeah really oh, like yeah. it's like putting on different hats and that's not being fake it's just like you know when you like go to work you like okay like I'll say a little bit less than maybe I would say to my friend in this circumstance mm-hmm. so it's kind of that mm-hmm. but not not having that anymore is pretty liberating but that's also totally. Yeah a, it all comes down to like working on yourself. Right. And just being like Mm -hmm. that thing where it's like, nobody really cares. Like, you know, like nobody really cares if you say this and if they do, well, they care, but like who cares if they care type of thing. Yes. And of course, aside from like the different comfort zones you have with different people, there is still a pull of that. You don't want to admit that like, you're also trying to have these people like you. Of course. Even though they, yeah. Even though you've known them for years, these are people that I've been friends with since like fourth grade, even elementary school. And I still would be like, oh, should I, say, is that weird that I said that? And they're like, no, what the fuck? Again, who cares? Because no one they is paying more, as close attention. You care more than them. Like, you know? Yeah. If anyone plays that, pays that close attention. I just thought that was interesting. That is interesting. It is. Yeah. It's, always, it's, it's, it's been definitely like a topic of conversation. Because for me, like, I, with traveling so much for work, I had so many, like, I literally do have a lot of friends in a lot of different places. But they're situational, right? It's like a situational friendship. Like when I find myself- A situationship. A situationship. When I find myself (laughs) in like another country (laughs) where they are, obviously I'm going to be more active in that friendship. But like there were times, there were seasons in my life where I was spending like a lot of time in Boston, then a lot of time down in the Dominican, then a lot of time like out West in Canada. Like, and I had, I collected friends because I knew that I was so transient. So of course there would be times in my life where I wasn't really talking to them that much because I wasn't physically close to them. So I did have those Mm -hmm. friends, but 
that it led to having like a lot of friends in a lot of places and a lot of like relationship managing, which can be really exhausting too. Right. And then there's the, how do you maintain those friendships or like, which ones do you decide are the ones you want to maintain? Cause I feel really bad about that. Like losing touch with friends. I always like blame myself, which it's not ever anyone's fault one which way or the other, unless it is like, unless someone decides that, but I have a tough time letting go of like, oh, like that's just, that's just was the situation in your life in that certain season. And it's okay that you don't talk. I'm really like still very like butthurt about people that were part of my wedding, for example, who I just don't have a, a, a today relationship with. And I don't know right. that I ever will. And that like, I don't know why that bothers me so much, but like, I'll see our like wedding photos up in our place. And I'm like, oh, like, it's, I don't know. Sometimes I'll just think about it. I'm like, oh, like, That's a big milestone of life yeah. shared with these people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's not like anything, ha- like that's the thing, right? When nothing, sometimes friendships fizzle. I get it, right? And whatever people go, which way, whatever. But like, then there's the ones that just kind of like, there's no real reason why they kind of had an expiration date. Those are the ones that I like mm-hmm. get sadder about. Cause I'm like, Oh, like what happened? Nothing really did happen. Just time Life. and space. Yeah. 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 That is so interesting. And I think that that's a cool, it's a way to find peace when you have like, cause there is a grieving of friendships that, Oh yeah. I don't think people talk. I have oh, man. way more heartbreaking than a relationship with a significant other. Yeah. Um, but there's also peace in honoring and cherishing that part of your life and that relationship for what it was when it, when you had it, you know? So like, yeah, you look back and you're like, Oh damn, like I miss them, but something. Yeah. To just hold on to keep it close to your heart. There are apparently according to Marie Claire, which I'm just realizing is, I think it's just an article by somebody else in Marie. I don't know. Wait, be the, the, wait when the I figure magazine, out. Marie Claire. I think. Oh my gosh. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Let's hear it. Um, three types of friendships, the friendships of utility. These exist between you and someone who is useful to you in some type of way, which at first I was like, ew, like a brunch friend. Wait, yeah, like for instance, perhaps you're friendly with your cubicle mate mainly because she helps you figure out the printer when it jams. And if you're an IT guy, you pretend to fix her computer in a top secret awesome way, blah, 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 blah. But, um, or like possibly you're friendly with your neighbor because she waters your lonely little cactus when you go on vacation. <laughs> like those are those are the friends of utility. Okay. Which I, this makes me feel like I have, I'm, I'm yeah, I can get down. I get it. Okay. Yeah. It feels, doesn't it feel icky at first? At first you want to- I mean, it still re- kind like, of feels like, like it, it, it definitely is like an icky concept. But the thing is, I think that I'm that friend for people and I'm very aware of certain people in my life that are that friend to me. I just feel like if you know that, it's less icky. Like if, if the neighbor who waters your sad cactus while you're away on vacation knows like, hey, like I'm just doing this person a favor. I'm like the favor friend. Then I think it's okay. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't think if you're only talking to them like, hey, can you water my shit while I'm away? I don't think they think you're besties. Like there would have to be so many other. You know what? You never know. You could be me and you could call everybody your friend. So this is where it becomes problematic. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yes. Um, friendships of pleasure exist between you and those who company you enjoy. So often these are like activity buddies. Mm. These are the people that you would brunch with, okay. go on long bike rides with. 
you kind of like have just like neighbor coffee, like the stuff that you like to do with each other. Okay. Okay. I don't know if friends would benef- with benefits would be. I know. I was wondering when you said the pleasure thing too. Is that friendship? I don't know. I think that's like a gray area. But is that fringe of utility? Because you're just, you are there for a purpose? Oh, true. See, that's what I thought friends of utility was like the brunch people, but that makes a little more sense now with the definition. If you're touching someone where they pee, I feel like it's a, it's a, it's an act of service of each. It's a best of both worlds situation. It's a utility. (laughs) But the. With their utility, but then it's also pleasure. Yeah, because you have a—it's a very—it's an activity and a utility. So that the activity would go with pleasure. And enjoy doing together. Right. Therefore, yeah, I don't know. This is a gray area. That's like a okay. whole other episode. <laughs> that didn't count as one. That was just one. I wanted to see how we had thought about it. And then friendships of the good—they are based on mutual respect and admiration. These friendships take longer to build, so not right. Hey, bestie, not one Got of those. It. And they are also more powerful and enduring. These also arise when two people recognize that they have similar values and goals, and they have similar visions of how the world, or at least their lives, should be. Not infrequently, sometimes they can begin in childhood, adolescence, or college plenty. And form after that. Of the good. Friendships of the good. It just sounds so like, oh. Speaking of wizards. (laughs) It's like special music in the background, like jazz hands, like friendship of the good. Yeah. Hey, those are are great categorizations. See, but then I I see all those and I'm like, oh, there's so much like, there's so many subcategories. Within what are the subcategories? Those, well, I don't know. You're putting me on the spot. I'm supposed to name them? Oh, I just, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, what, like, how would you, like, like the pr- friends with benefits would be a gray area because that could be kind of in between. That would be, yeah, that would be an offshoot from, I don't know though if it would be an offshoot from, or both from number one and number two. But like number three, like friendships with the good, it's like, okay, what about like, do, do those friendships that, for example, okay, I'll give a great example. I'm supposed to be in Boston right now with a really good friend of mine who lives in Boston. It's his birthday. And he's obviously like my long distance friend. So I don't really okay, pause. contact him. I'm asking you a question. Yeah. Is he a, then a friend that you just do like Boston activities with? No. Cause then I wouldn't talk to him outside of when I'm in Boston. I have friends that are like, okay. I literally won't talk to you. Like I sounds terrible, but like, I won't, if, if I land in your city, I'm like, Hey, I'm here. Then that's like a utility friend. Yes. But okay. he's a friendship I've maintained like over the years, years without seeing each other, that type of thing, still FaceTime, all that stuff. But, but is that considered like, that's what I mean. Is that considered a friendship of the good? Even though like, I'm not like always doing the quality time thing. It's tough. It's so tough to define because it's also. I feel like, I feel like the ones of the good are the ones that like when you absolutely like they know every, like your ins and outs, you're ugly and right. they're still there because they know your heart. Those are yeah. the friends okay. of the good. That's So then it doesn't really matter about times or like the time between the time is, that has passed, that kind of thing. Not really since you've factor. seen them. No, I wouldn't think so. No, no. Okay. I, I mean, I don't, what the fuck do I know? I'm not a doctor. I know. I'm, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I and, think so too you know. though. <laughs> I also think like, I, I don't know why, but I think maybe because as we get older, those activities, like for example, that we, we did a lot more in our twenties, right? Going 
going for brunches, going to the bar on a Friday, all those things, like those opportunities for you, for you to see your friends, those almost start changing as you get older, right? Like now it's like, for me, I'll see that the group of friends I would hit the bar with, like when I go to someone's baby shower or like engagement party, but then, but there's no like watering hole bar to go to anymore. And this is even pre panini. Like they just, that those Friday nights were like, they went from every Friday night to like the last Friday of every month to like, maybe someone's birthday to an engagement party. And then I remember thinking a few years back, like, how am I going to make sure that I maintain these friendships? Because the bar, as an example of something that we shared, I've had a very hard time getting those friends of mine to come hiking with me, for example. Like they won't, they won't. Because they were friends of pleasure. Yeah. But it's hard for me to realize that because they're like my closest friends. So then I'm like, what? Like, how is that possible? Like, because you spent a lot of time at the bar, <laughs> like <laughs> over the years, maybe. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're like, but they're the people that have like walked me through some of the biggest things in my life. And, you know, if I, if I like break my break down somewhere and I have to call somebody to help me, I would call like one of them. So then I'm like, are they like a friend of pleasure? It's such a weird gray area for me in some, some situations. Yeah. That makes sense. That does make sense. I did read a book last year, or maybe it was in, it might've been in 2020, um, about friendships. It was called the friendship formula. And it was really, I remember it to be really good. Um, it said, add great friends, add great friends, subtract toxic people and multiply your happiness. But I remember the specifically her definition it's by Caroline Millington of toxic was not, so keep in mind, this was a couple of years ago. It was definitely 2020. What she defined as toxic is, is, was never something I would define as toxic in that season of my life. So that was really interesting to read because I was like, oh, I don't know. I, I would I just remember, I don't have the book with me, so I don't have the actual quote, but it, I remember thinking like, oh, that's a classification of toxic. Mm, I would never, that would have completely gone over my head. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, okay. And an example was when you're trying, when you really are holding on, like we talk about this, how we, we're both guilty of this, like flogging a dead horse a little bit sometimes, like holding a candle in the window to a relationship that maybe like just needs to just kind of like, bye-bye, sun needs to go down on it, sunset on the on their friendship. But she was just like, if you're saying, hey friend, that we I used to do shots with at the bar on a Friday night, let's go. And you're suggesting like, alternative activities and you're constantly shot down, that's, you need, you need to step back because that's like a talk, mm-hmm. you're putting yourself in a toxic spin cycle. Absolutely. And yeah. I was like, I remember being like, oh shit, like that happens to me a lot. And, and like mm-hmm. continuously like the, okay, you don't want to go on a hike. Okay. And then like two weeks I'd be like, wanna go, you know, and I would just like suggest another activity and Eventually I was like, okay, now, now my feelings are getting hurt. Like now I'm actually getting offended, but I feel like you're chasing. That. Yeah. Yeah. But I never yeah. said that to them. I was never like, you're hurting my feelings. Cause I was just like, oh, they're just busy or they just don't want to hike. I get it. And I would, I would make myself be like, I'd be like, okay, not everybody wants to be Dora the Explorer AMQ. And I would have those like conversations with myself. Like just because you like to hike doesn't mean that person likes to hike. But then the next week I'd be like, want to go get ice cream? They'd be like, no. Then the next week I'd be like, do you want to go to the 
place that sells lattes and board games. We could play board. No. And then I was like, okay. And I just would keep recommending different things and always getting shot down, but continued to. You have a place for lattes and board it's called games? called Snakes and Lattes. How fucking cute is that? That's really cute. I know. That's cute. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. Sorry, I got distracted by that. Yeah, it's that sounds like a really good place. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Eventually I get, like you that. give up because you know, you're like, yeah, because we well, live in yeah, a time where it's like, you know, my number, you know what I mean? Like if they, you need me, you got it. Like here I am. If they want to, if they want to, they would. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that also comes with becoming more confident in yourself and like self-assurance that like, you don't need that assurance from that present, from that friend, that person, that whatever, that thing. Because you're like, all right, well, if you want to, you can. I'm cool to hang out with. I'm cool hanging out with myself then. I know there was a time where like I did need that validation, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I needed those friends. So that was, it's hard because then you're like, to be honest, I think that, I think that moving away from, let's say my bar star friends really did help my growth because I kind of didn't have a choice. Like I didn't have those people to spend that time with that I would be like, okay, I'll just go. Oh, it's a Saturday night. I have nothing to do. I'll just go to the bar. To be honest, I ran away from my problems a lot of times by doing that and just being able to just say, oh, they don't want to hang out. Cool. Like, I guess I'll just figure something else out to do. That was an opportunity that started a lot of the self-growth because they weren't giving me the opportunity to spend quality time with them. So I had, I was just like, guess it's me time. Forced me time. It's also also something that with the pandemic hasn't really been addressed is that I know you guys are very much in the thick of it up there. So it's almost like triggering to talk about the world becoming normal for you. um, Friendships in the pandemic here just. Yeah. Well, it was almost easier because you are in this place where everyone becomes available. Yeah. Well, becomes available physically, maybe not mentally, but physically. So like, oh, I'm going to hang out with my friends. I haven't talked to in years on Zoom because we can. Isn't this crazy? It was a weird community building time because we were all going through it together. Right. Yeah. Um, and it was like trauma that everybody was experiencing at the same time, but also in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. But coming out of it, it's like you really have to work to maintain those adult friendships. So like those memes that you see that I, I feel like I refer to memes a lot, but like, hey, it's very much me. That's very much me. Very educational sometimes. You know, like, oh, let's schedule out dinner for like three months on a Friday. But like, yeah, and, that, and if that's what that means, and that is a, I think her name was Lovey on the We Could Do Hard Things podcast. I know I reference it all the time. But she says, if your friendships aren't charging stations. yes then don't give them so much time. So like if that dinner a couple weeks or months down the road is going to be a charging station, then you keep that date. Yeah. You know, like, you know what? I'm going to feel so good. I'm going to feel recharged. I personally am the epitome of an introverted extrovert. Mm. I get my charging stations and I love them, but I also very much like my quiet time. And also probably one of the reasons why I have no desire or m- very minimal desire to date because I cannot imagine wanting to someone to talk to somebody when I come home from work. Oh yeah. That yeah, quiet yeah. time, that quiet time of like, okay, from literally 7.45 this morning, I've heard my name 10,000 times, asked a million different questions. I just don't want anyone to need anything. I need to like just be. Yeah. And at first I would feel, and in, 
over time, I would feel guilty for that. Like, oh, I have to, you know, by Friday, I'm exhausted and I'm so burnt out and I want to say no or I want to cancel, but I don't want them to be upset with me. But like sometimes like those friends that are going to be your four good friends will respect the fact that you saying no is not at all something personal on them and very much something that they have to do for themselves. So it's just interesting to try and navigate that. I almost feel like in like certain circles of friends, we've been better at that. Thank God. Mm. Like we've been doing, we've been trying to get back to the whole first Friday of every month. Like let's yeah. just dedicate it. Whoever can That's make, so nice, whoever can make right? it, can make it so nice. Yeah. Cause it's something to look forward to. It's yeah. And then, and then like you were saying where you had a hard time saying no to people. The problem with that is that then people get the rest of you and not the best of you. Right. You show yeah. up and you're like kind of like a shell of a human, but you're there. Cause you're like, well, I said I was going to be here. So like, here I am, but you're not necessarily there. You're not really present. And so, yeah. Or I'll just put it up, like turn it up. Right. I'm used to doing that. You can't, especially yeah, like in that too. life. I'm like that too. I, I can't show, well, I could, I do show my humanity with my kids a lot, but like, you're very much, whatever the fuck is going on with you, you're there for your kids every yeah. day. And in the classroom, in the classroom, you're putting on, yeah. so I'm, I'm good at doing that, but then burnout happens and here we are. Yeah. But that's the other part of this post pandemic life is that there's a social burnout factor to these friendships that you're like, I feel rejuvenated and exhausted all at the same time. And it's a very weird mix of feelings. Cause it's like, I love you so much. And I appreciate your presence so much more now than ever in my whole life. And in this 20 plus year friendship that we've had, but I am also so exhausted. I need like a day of recoup after we hang out. And it's such a beautiful and awesome and exhausting thing all at the same time. The social hangover is like a real, th I never in my life thought never in my life did I think I, the extrovert that I am, would experience a social hangover. And I have only experienced them now with the pandemic. Like I literally am exhausted after seeing humans, but yeah. in a good way, like, like you just said, like you're grateful, but it takes, you, you just don't realize like how on you are when you're surrounded by all these people. And yeah, they charge you up and they bring you joy. But then you're like, because of that, you're like, Oh my gosh. It's almost, I, the only thing I can use the example of is, is almost like the last, the last few times I've seen people for me, because of the situation we're still in up here, I'm like, okay, like, I don't know when the next time I'm going to see you is. So I'm just going to like get, experience as much as possible. And then you literally end up exhausted because you just, yeah, just complete it's battery discharge. Really good time of Finding your boundaries, though. Yeah. Too. Because I think that this, I have to this time, more than ever, I've been able to do that. And that has felt really good, too. And, you know, like you said, the people, they're going to just know. And I think that I have also found peace in knowing what I bring to the table and yes, knowing that's that different. that's not always that's not always equal. Um, and you can't expect yourself from others. And that's also OK. But mm -hmm. point of story is you can have different friends, <laughs> different groups of friends, all of all in the same place, never in the same place. <laughs> you know, it's a beautiful thing. And there's but no I think right we need way, them. right? Like we need our people. You, of course you do. And there's no right, like, like how me and you see things differently. It's like, 
I'm not definitely not saying that the way I categorize people is right. Do I think it's served me? Probably not, to be honest. But it's probably created a lot more heartbreak than if I didn't do the like, you're my friend first and then work backwards type thing. But I don't know why it's always been that way for me as long as I can remember. But like, that's okay that, you know, we have different categorizations and like we can read whatever books and see whatever study and people can like try and put it very succinctly and list it in bullet forms. But just like we did right now, you're going to read that and you're going to be like, well, like, what about this type of friendship? Like, where does that fit in? And how does this Mm -hmm. get categorized or subcategorized? So, yeah. Like my pleasure people might also be my utility people because they'll watch, yeah, <laughs> they'll help with Bruno or they'll do, you know, actually it's usually my sister and my parents. Yeah. But like those um, people are the ones you trust the most. So then yeah. it makes sense that they might be the ones that also help you with something. Mm-hmm. I have also learned that I am way too over trusting in friendships where I know you've talked about, you have trouble with the trust, mm. but I... I overtrust and I'm learning that like, I don't need to then spill my all to be worthy of being someone's friend. And I think that I thought that for a long time, like I have to bear it all. I have to bear it all. I have to wear my heart on my sleeve. I have to hold on to the bad stuff. That'll make some, like, I don't want to put it on anybody else because they're going through something like that was, that was a inner turmoil of mine that I didn't realize had such an effect on adult relationships until I didn't have them so present or you like have a minute. Mm. Like I put it on, I put it on my stories today too, that like you can't just when our, this pandemic, everything kind of shut down. And I think that we're all coming out of it. Very different people in one way or another. If you come out the same in any, (laughs) in the the regards that you went into it, then you didn't, I don't know. God bless. But how, uh, how there's just no way. Are you in a cryo chamber? Like, were you frozen in time? <laughs> but I, I would do that. I would, do, I would fill it with work. I would fill it with, I would want to deal with everything else besides the actual trauma that I needed to work through. And I think that that having that time to be, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, this is probably going to be the only time in my life where it is just me and these walls and I'm going to figure shit out and I'm going to do this thing. And that was probably the best gift I've ever given myself was sitting with the shit that I didn't want to admit to myself was going on that I was scared. No, that can't be true. That's not how I am. That's not what I do. But that was the scariest and best gift I could have ever given myself. And I'm still doing it. I think we, I think everybody still is in one way or another. Yeah. I think that that helps your relationships and those you need, we need our people is my point is when we, you can be okay. You can be the most independent person, but you also need your people. Even introverted people. I think that's something I've learned too with my friends that are more introverted. Like they were, they're like introverted introverts. Like there's just no extrovert about them. I think that even having conversations with some of them, they're like, wow, this pandemic has made me realize that I, in fact, do need my people. Like I do need people. There's because there's, you know, you you have those friends that are like, I'm better by myself. I'm good. Like I I don't need people, but this pandemic made you realize like you, you really do. You need that some level of social interaction, just the back and forth, just the conversing. So you're not talking to yourself, like do the work that you need to do with yourself, but then you need even someone else to bounce stuff off of or like a therapist. Yeah. Like feedback (laughs) in some way is very helpful because, or else you're just really having a conversation with yourself. And sometimes it's very helpful, but also sometimes you're just stuck in neutral. So it is really good Mm -hmm. to have 
those people. I just think this, it's just changed the, the face of friendship post pandemic with the added layer of adult friendships and releasing the pressure off adult friendships, I think is like a whole other thing because I know that I, <laughs> I wish sometimes I'm like, Oh, I wish it was just as easy as like going down the street, knowing I'm going to go down the street. It's Friday and I'm going to see all my friends. Like there were days where that was so nice where you knew you know, okay, it's Friday night. I'm going to go to Brooklyn bar and that's where all my friends are going to be. And that was just, that charged me up and brought me joy. But knowing that that doesn't exist anymore and won't ever is a hard adjustment sometimes. And in mm-hmm. it, you also have to ask yourself, like, is that the people though? Is it about the people or is it just, do you miss the situation? <laughs> yeah. Do you just miss those times? The environment. Yeah. 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 And I, it's been nice to see that, you know, you think everybody else has this certain capacity. Mm -hmm. And if you're tired, then you're not doing enough. But in reality, we've learned so much empathy and that like, Hey, everyone is fucking exhausted. Everyone needs to hang out and maybe be home by 11 or 12. Like, don't feel like you need to stay out so late or you need to do all the things like everyone's tired. It's fine. And being able to own that in adult life to know that like, Hey, this is just, everyone is going through their own version of hard in one way or another. And I think that this has shown the empathy and it's brought more vulnerability to relationships that I think is really beautiful. Vulnerability is a superpower that I will forever lean into even when it's discomfort and (laughs) hard and, you know, but yeah, I just think that that's also been nice to see that like, Hey, you don't have to come. Like, it's fine. I get it. We're like, there's no guilt anymore. That guilt that I was talking about before about, oh, I want to say no. Like, cool. Okay, great. If you say no more than like five times, it's a red flag. Yeah. Now I'm nervous. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly how I, what I mean when I was like giving examples of alternate hangout ways, then it was like, okay, at a certain point, yeah, it's a red flag, which is fine. Then you just, you receive it as that, I guess. Oh, see, I took it as a red flag. Are you Okay. Oh, see, are we okay? Are you okay? I also think it's like also depends on where those friendships came from in the first place. Like you said, like I'm talking about my for good people. Yeah, exactly. So it's like my bar star friends who became my good friends because of the environment, because of my lifestyle. Like would they have become my close friends had it not been for that? I don't know. Right. So all I know is that they were my close friends that I bear it all to. And then all of a sudden they were all gone, like poof, gone. 10 people in my life that were just always there were gone because they were all from the same environment type vibe. So mm-hmm. just even navigating that. And then also, I don't know if you've ever experienced this because I know you have like your group chats and your groups of friends. I've really struggled with having individual relationships. So there's a couple of crews of humans that I've collected and brought with me through a lot of seasons of my life, but having individual friendships with them outside of the group has been a struggle for me. So I was used to hanging out with like a group of four of them. But then if I hang out with a group of, or if I only hang out with one of those people, I would feel weird. Like that the other three would, there was a lot of weird feelings there. And sometimes comments mm-hmm. would be made. And then I'm like, am I not supposed to hang out with this person? Is this friendship exclusively like the four of you and me? And that's it. Like I can't have friendships that are just single one-on-one friendships. I, I've really struggled with that a lot, which I know sounds so trivial when I'm saying it out loud, but it's actually been really hard to navigate. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, my, my friends that I met my freshman year of college were all still very, very, very close friends. They are my four good friends for sure. Mm -hmm. And there's about 12 of us. So 
life in general, you can't just be together all the time. So that's why it works out really nicely to have like, okay, the first and whatever Friday of the month, we're all going to get dinner. Whoever can make it, let's make it. But then, um, again, my word for 2022 is intentional. Mm -hmm. So I very much, if I, I've gotten in the habit and I've worked really hard to do it. When I think of somebody, I will text them and tell them that I'm thinking of them. Great. Yeah. Hey, like, Hey, you just crossed my mind. I'm thinking of you. I hope you're doing well. I miss you. What's going on. How are you? Vibe check with them. Right. And I think that that's been a good way to build those individual. And again, those also have different layers to it. I don't think there's a set of rules. It's whatever works for both people. And if both people feel loved and respected and understood and valued, then it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And that looks like, I think the only reason why I have those different core four good groups of friends is because like they're different stages in life, Mm -hmm. college, Mm -hmm. elementary school. I grew up with them like Mm -hmm. (laughs) neighborhood. Like they're just, they all have very different. They've been there for different parts in my life for very different ways, but it's all great. It's all, you know, love them all the same. Yeah. Let me see all your titties. Let me see all your titties. (laughs) And now we're friends. Every single college friend. They're going to laugh so hard. Every They're laughing. I can hear it right now because they're like, yo, we really have seen. Like some of my friends, I've seen their boobs more than I've seen my own. <laughs> For sure. Because that's mostly because we all live together too. But like we were in different houses, but all on the same block. So like it was one of those. Situations. Just flashing each other from across the street. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> or in my room walking by. Hey, can I show you something? Yeah. <laughs> Constant. Love it. I put one, the, she put, when I had eczema on my eyes, my friend Alyssa. I know. Put her breast milk <laughs> on my eyes with her titty. I remember that message. <laughs> with her titty. And I was like, yes, that's how I was like desperate. Didn't, I didn't even think for once. This is weird. This is why Beck is upset that I won't let her wax my vagina. Cause she's like, that's like her. All I know is when they heard that mess, that, uh, episode, Beck, do you want to come wax? Do you, would you feel better if you just came and waxed me? Listen. You can wax me. It's okay. Because I think it's a, I think it's gross. I know, I'm trying to save you from that experience. I love it. No, it's great. I'll figure it out. I'll YouTube it. Yeah. Great. When you're down there, just, I'll just hear your, I'll just see, just see a part of your head and you holding your phone and I'll just hear a YouTube tutorial. That's very comforting. No, I, no, 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 no. I got it. I got it. I got it. I could do it. Just might need an extra hand. I'll put up a sheet. (laughs) Picture it being a lot of this. Oh, well, friends, I hope that you all have your people and you love them and are willing to grow, grow through what you go through together. Mm -hmm. And that's really ultimately what we're all just out in these streets trying to do. And, (laughs) And something else I think I've learned is not to overthink it. Right. Like don't downplay a friendship because it came from here and not there or, oh, I've only known them X amount of time or, oh, the only reason I know them is through work. Don't downplay a relationship that's so impactful because of anything, like literally anything. It doesn't matter time or distance or anything like that, because that is something that I've done before where I'm like, oh, I don't know, like. I haven't really known this person that long or like, do I really know them that well? Because I only know them through this. And I've sort of done that and, and really just not given people the value that they really deserved because I got out in front of it for no good reason. So I think that's really important too. Someone who has known you for six months could show you way more loyalty than someone who's known you for 16 years. For sure. It's just a matter of, I've seen it happen. Opening that door. Yeah. 
I've also, I think that this might be trauma for me, but I feel like now I'm in a place where like, you have to earn it a little bit. Totally. You gotta- <laughs> I think everyone should be like that. I know it's easier said than done, but I think we should all be like that. Like I need to yeah. be like that because like I said, you, you're like, it's like, it's like, you know, innocent until proven guilty type vibes with friendship. Like I'm like, yeah. oh my God, we're like best friends, besties for the resties. And then it's like, no, <laughs> then I get hurt more because I'm making myself. Yeah. I make myself more <laughs> available. If everyone is a good friend, then that means everyone gets like whatever, a hundred percent of me. How is that sustainable? It's not. And so that's why that's been problematic over the years, but mm-hmm. It's, it's also hard for boundary setting. How can you set boundaries if everyone's under the same category? So I agree with you. Oh, yeah. Like it, it, you can't say no to this person and say yes to this person if they're all your, like, oh, it's just been. And your, fr- and your friend, now we're just rapid firing things. This is, this is our rant. We're ending with yeah, friendship we're en- rant. we're ending with friendship rant. Also, your friends are not mind readers. Oh, I know. I have found this oh so important. If you don't speak, <laughs> and I am so guilty of this, if you don't speak on it, you can't anticipate or get mad at them for not responding in a way yeah. that you don't tell them that you want them to be respond like that. Like you can claim what you want. I said this in my on my stories the other day. You can claim what you need, speak on what you need, and the people that are meant to be around you will understand that. And just like love languages, they will love you the way that you know they know you receive love. Yes, they will. You know, it's very similar. Love languages and friendship are the same. Yeah. That's what the research has showed us when we did as, as, our as romantic relationships. Love yeah. Which is so yes. interesting. Yeah. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Makes sense though. Yep. It does make yeah. sense. So just love people and be fucking kind. Show- oh, this is what I wanted to say. I knew I was going to forget. Always going to forget real quick. something. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay, I know. I'm taking a sip of bubbly. Keep going. Take it. Okay, so we did this really, really, all, and this is a good wrap up. We did, um, I spoke about running Girl Code with oh, I'm our so school counselor. Yes, it's okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, so I talked about how we did that, and today we're finally able to mesh. We've been in pods, so we're finally able to have all the girls together instead oh, of in two separate groups. Wow. Yeah, so there's actually a lot of girls that signed up for it, and we did the coolest activity, and if you have... Even if you have kids of your own or you're just like teenagers any, or even your women, grown ass women can do this too. We Today's lesson that we did was on compassion. So we had, we gave all the girls a piece of paper with like a word bubble that, and we wanted them to release a time that you felt like you weren't shown compassion when you really needed it. Wow. A time that you were suffering or struggling and no one knew. So now we were anticipating you know, some of the answers being like, someone didn't play with me at recess and I was really upset. They're 10, mind you. Um, we don't, need, you don't know how deep they can go, but this right. is also proved never underestimate anyone, no matter how young they are. The things that were on the, well, the worksheets were like, um, my dog died and no one, I didn't say it in school, but no one asked me how I was cause I was really quiet and didn't play at recess, but no one even asked me about it if I was okay. Oh, or wow. My parents are getting a divorce and they fought the night before and I didn't get much sleep. So I was really tired and no one asked why I wasn't chatting much at lunch and at our lunch table. They were very much moments where, wow, you really don't know what someone else is going through. But here's the cool part of the activity. What we had the girls do is they took their pencil and they read some of the other people and we practiced how to respond in a way that you would have responded then. So for example, like, hey, that sounds like a really hard thing. 
if I wish I was there, but I'm there for, I'm here for you now. Or I would have invited you to sit next to me or like my parents are also divorced and that was really hard to go through. You can always come talk to me. Hashtag girl code. Oh, like they like, so they're so cute. They have like a girl code handshake that they like won't show oh the my, boys. It's oh, very cute. Of course. Yeah, but it was just a really empowering activity. And I think the girls really were like, and then when they got back to their tape, their paper, they didn't know who was going because they were all moving around the room. Right. So then they get back and they get to read. Wow, this was a time where I really needed a friend and somebody to have my back. And they got to read a worksheet filled with things of like, I like validation of that mm -hmm. their hard was hard and their suffering was suffering. But then also that like, oh, these are people that like, I really people are so kind. Like you can, the power of kindness is real. The power of showing compassion is real. And yes, we all have our own shit going on, but check on your people, even the people that you don't think you need to check on, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. you never know. It, and it was just a really, it was a beautiful activity. Of course I got verklempt, maybe because I had a, a heating pad strapped to me for most of the morning with my, <laughs> very <laughs> hormonal. But I was like, the counselor looks at me. I was like, I need a minute. <laughs> I was like, yeah, my mask. <laughs> my mask. And some of them were my kids. Aww. And, you know, they were like, oh, God. And like, so I took my pen. And I was like writing on kids worksheets with them. I was like, yeah, I'm going to practice what I preach with you. But it was just it was a very nice activity. I like that. And I love doing it. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Girl code. If you ask the boys what girl code means, they think it's a list of rules that only girls know. Oh. <gasps> They think it's a really, they're like, they're, they're developing a plan. Oh, for what? <laughs> Taking over the world? Like, yeah, they're like, no, they have, girls have different rules. That's what one of my students said tonight. I, there today I overheard him. <laughs> I was rinsing out my cup in our, in our sink. And they're like, what's girl code? What do you guys even do? He goes, oh, they have like a list of rules that they're making for like all the girls ever. Could. In the world. In the world. All yes. of them. In this yes. one school in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. That just goes to show their concept of the world though, right? Yeah, it's true. It's like their bubble, right? Like they, they all they know is like, this is the world that they yes. have. That's interesting. And also in a little way, it's true. Like there are, there's, they're making, totally. they're making like a list of, <laughs> almost like a list of, I don't want to say demands, but it's sort of what they, they expect from each other, which is this whole point of a code, right? Yep. I, lo I yep. love that concept. I think it's so cool that you yeah. guys do that. Yeah. So thanks for being a friend. Maybe that's the name of the episode. I don't know. We're going to talk about it. I know. Jesus Christ. What, it, you guys have literally no idea how much, like, and when I, I, I learned a hard lesson yesterday, it's like when you, when you have ideas, just write them down. And I always think that I do write them down, but then it's always the one that I don't, the one that got away, the title that got away. I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night one day and be like, that was it. I never listened to the episodes and I listened to it to try and figure it out. And I still couldn't. Mm. It's going to make me nuts. <laughs> like seriously. It's, I don't know. It's gonna, that's fine. It's fine. Yeah. The message is there. Okay. Friendships. Yeah. Friendships. And thank you, Boo Crew, for being a friend. You aren't a utility friend. You're a for good friend. Yeah. You, yeah. Friends. See? Yeah. But that's Plural. perfect. Perfect example. What's Unless we're the utility, actually. What is it? Are we the utility? Are we the utility? Okay, I remember what I said about overthinking. Let's not overthink know, our friendships. Let's not overthink not. our friendship. You guys, you and are if we are group. utility, we're so grateful that we yes. can be the reliable friends. Yeah, we, our construction know. hats and um, and miners' lights are on. Yeah, for utility. Is we'll both utility have purple construction hats on. Leopard, purple leopard, leopard. purple leopard, yeah. like like what you're wearing. Literally yes. in a construction app form. Yep. 
Sounds good to me. Let's write it down. Oh gosh. All right. Well, let us know about your friendships. What you think, what you do, what do you value? Tell us all, just tell us all the things about what you tell feel about everything in life. Yeah. What's your pet? What, what are you annoyed with? What's a rant? Do you think people are driving differently? Let us know. <laughs> Has your husband gotten the head of his penis stuck in a cup? Let us know. Listen. What if we get an influx of people? Like that might be a very typical thing that happens. He didn't get it stuck. Okay. I need to clarify before the end of this episode. Oh, so I thought you got it. <laughs> so, so, so he just, he was trying to ejaculate Sorry. and he was like, listen, unless, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to paint the picture. Cause this is how he painted this picture for me. He was like, unless I stood up. Okay. I, unless I was standing up on the toilet elevated, I'm pretending I have a dick. Hold on. Right. Okay. So imagine you're elevated, right? And then you put the cup, which is really just the same kind of cup that you do a urine sample in. It doesn't look any different. It's the exact same fucking thing. Okay. So you have a little cup and unless you are above, like you are literally above this cup and you ejaculate from a higher up perch into this cup, it's very difficult for you to take said cup and just cover your penis to receive the cum. That makes sense, so, especially if it's hard. So she, yeah. So he was like, I was like, he was like trying to direct. He was on his it. tippy toes. Yeah, yeah, he's like trying to direct it, and because of that, he like you know he's like pulled to the right a little bit, and in the process of doing that, he like bruised his penis, but didn't know didn't know until later when he was like, oh, this feels uncomfortable and was like, what the fuck? And it was like a mushroom ring around the base of his penis. So I'm really glad I got you to clarify that because that was the example he gave. And I was like, damn, yeah. And he felt like- My he, imaginary penis is is hurting. Yeah, he felt like he didn't quite like get it all out, which I understand because you get like stage fright almost. Like, you know. Andrew, you were great. You did great. <laughs> He sh he should know already that this is going to be talked about. He he yeah. knew as soon as he started voice noting from your phone to tell me this story. He should have known this shit was going to come. Here's out. the thing: I was t I was telling Becca the story, and he and he like I I'm messaging her the story, like voice noting her, and he's like, "Who who are you telling?" I'm like, "Who the, who the fuck do you think? Who do you think I'm telling?" Like what, if you were to take one guess, like who do you think it is? Besides Heather. <laughs> yeah. But like, I didn't even tell Heather. No. Cause listen, Heather would, Heather would send like, Heather would send like a care package with like weird shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? <laughs> She'd be like, yeah, here's, yeah, here's yeah. this like oil that you like, don't even, <laughs> we don't need, it's not that serious. I love, I love that the last like 15 minutes of this episode are circling back to Andrew's <laughs> penis. We've talked more about Andrew's penis than friendship, I think. <laughs> well, me and Andrew's penis are friends, and he's a utility at this point. He's a utility friend. Yes. Oh, he's serving no. a purpose. He's for good, though, too. See? It's all, they're all one and the same. <laughs> Actually, no, that's it. That is that. That's it. Thank God we talked about Andrew's penis, because we came to this conclusion, is that you can have all of those types of friends wrapped into each other and one. It's just one big orgy of friendship. You can have it all. You can have it all in the cup. <laughs> Of friendship and semen. <laughs> Cups oh of friendship and semen is the name of this episode. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. I'm writing it down just in case. Cups, friendship, and semen. Listen, guys. Well, <laughs> you can never have a serious topic without it being <laughs> Dr. Allison said it at the beginning that we really do. <laughs> we really do have a really good way of being like, and... <laughs> a quick right turn. <laughs> oh, man. Well, 
just email us. Hello, hello with three O's. You know the deal. At boot, at I got you boot pot. At this point, we're so over this email. I understand that we live in a world. <laughs> I don't where even we don't want like it. emails. I get it. Yeah, but slide into our DM. It's funny. It's funny when you guys. Yes, but it's also funny when people slide into our DMs. Like if they respond to a question box, and right at the beginning of the question box, I've responded to people that do this. Oh, my answer is too long. I'm going to send a few of these. Just email us. <laughs> Email us. Do you want us to talk about something? Do you have a question about something that we're just can explain from our life? Let us know. Do you want to tell us about something that pissed you off and you want us to rant about it? Sure. What's your pet peeves? What do you, what's, what annoys you? Ooh, you know what? I actually want to know. We can toss this up on stories too, but like a friendship faux pas. Like what's a no-no in friendships? Like when someone does something. Oh, we should have done that before we recorded. Fuck. Missed opportunity. It's okay. Okay, now we're going to end it with a faux pas. What's something you don't... I didn't think about it. Should we not... Narrow? You know what? You know what? I think we kind of talked about this, but th this is actually an on me thing, not an on them, but like expecting people to read my mind. I am very, very forthright with like how I'm thinking and feeling, but then I at least I think I am sometimes, and then I'll be like, maybe I just wasn't in that instance. So sometimes I just expect people to to somehow magically by process of osmosis know that I expected this. Like, oh, I, I expected this kind of response. Like, why didn't you respond this way? Like, and, uh -huh. and then when I say that, like when I say that to said person, I'm very grateful for the people in my life who call me out on my bullshit. Cause they're like, I'm not fucking psychic. And I'm like, you're right. Correct. So I would say that. I didn't even like know we were doing this. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't even, even know. know. Yeah, I didn't even know that that's what we were talking about. Or like, okay, I will say I, I, I have one. I have a few friends who- We got here. We got here. Will tell me stories. <laughs> and this isn't like when you're telling me a half story. So I just want to make that very clear because you're going to be like, I do this. No. Okay. <laughs> oh no. It's not, this is not what I mean. There are, I have friends who I, for example, don't talk to for an extended period of time, right? And then they'll, they'll touch base, do a little check, check in. And then they'll start telling me something, but it's attached to an event of their life that I don't know about, but I'm supposed to know because it was on Instagram. Wait, what? Yeah. I have some friends that are like, but you work on social media. How did you not see this on Instagram? That's why I'm telling you this story because it's on Instagram. And I'm like, I don't even see all your shit on Instagram. I know. I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? It's because it's on Instagram. And then I'm like, and then that just becomes a whole like, wait, so tell me about this event. Like, when did this happen? You're engaged. You have a girlfriend. You moved it. You have a puppy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, all, and I'm just like, I have to do like a work back from the story time. And then I'm just lost. So I, I also think that has to do with the pandemic and time being a weird construct in these days. But yeah. that's a huge problem for me because I'm like, I okay. I what? thought of one. I thought of one as you were telling that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, mine is that when you come to somebody or a friend with not not just somebody, you're not going to just spill your shit to somebody. <laughs> oh man! When you bring when you bring a friend your hard, yes, and they one up your hard. Oh, the one upping, the one up harding. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's always intentional. It's like an empathy thing. They're, they're trying to be empathetic. But no, right. You're trying, but that's not good. Don't yeah, do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. 
it's not, it doesn't make anybody else feel good. It's like, and then it suddenly becomes about them and you're like, well, that didn't make me feel validated in my feelings no. or any better. But I think it's because <laughs> people are so, and I think that we're human. So when our friends are going through something, we want to like, just not, we just are like, oh, that makes me so uncomfortable that you're uncomfortable. And I feel bad that you're uncomfortable. So like, maybe if I talk about me being uncomfortable, it'll deflect your uncomfortable. And like, it's problem solving mode, like panic problem solving. I can definitely see okay. like why that happens, but I, I get it. It's like when people are yeah. like, it's, just, it's, it's, it, yeah, with anything, like when someone's going through something, like you said, if someone's like, oh, I get it about teaching and you're like, you don't get it. No. You don't get it. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. I think people are just like uncomfortable with people close to them being uncomfortable. So then they're like, ah, like maybe if I talk about shit I'm going through, it'll make them feel better that they're not the only one going through shit. And no. you're on the receiving end being like, can you just fucking listen? And like, that's, yeah, you look like an asshole. You're being an asshole. Stop yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. But it's so interesting because things get lost in translation and sometimes the intention is there. Yeah. Especially if you're somebody who like doesn't usually share, like I, it took, it has taken me a very long time to be able to share. I would overshare about like funny stuff, Yeah, but like sharing the roots of like real feeling, like hard feelings takes a lot. Mm -hmm. So if I'm mm -hmm. doing that, can you please just, just listen? Now, and you just, know everyone I, listening. <laughs> Yeah, you know. And to my this friends who talk hour. to me every three weeks and three months and three years, don't start talking to me about your puppy that I don't know you have. <laughs> yeah, just don't do it. I didn't know. I didn't know. And don't say I should know because it's on Instagram. Holy, what a stupid thing to say. I'm so sorry, but that's a stupid thing to say. <laughs> I know. And just to piggyback, oh my God, my friend Shana, I love her so much. We were at a bridal shower and she was like, I feel like I don't ask you. And again, this is the beautiful thing I think of this pandemic is that we, the communication has been needed to be so it like clear and questioning like, hey, are you okay? Are you receiving this well? Like all that stuff. Mm-hmm during this crazy time that she's like, I feel like I don't check in on you a lot because you post a lot on social right. media. Right. And right. I don't want, and I don't, and right. I was like, no, I, what? I didn't, that thought didn't even cross my mind. I didn't think that about you at all. She's a beautiful, amazing person. You know, like, no, that's not what I, but, but that goes to show like that wasn't even a thought of mine, but it was a thought of hers. And when you, even if someone has up 20 stories, let's do the math. 20, oh fuck, that was a horrible statement that I just made. I don't, don't want to do that? the math. No. I don't want to, we're, har we're horrible at it. No. If you have like 20 stories up, that's still only what, five minutes of someone's day? That, they, that they've chosen to share, that they've right. chosen to share though. Right. So yeah, it's really, social media is a weird thing, right? Because you do feel like, and we do share, I think you and I share more than the average bear, okay? We definitely do. So just in general on all bear. parts of life. But it's like, I do, so I can't understand why people are like, oh, I don't have to check on AMQ. I know what's up with her. Like, and, but like at the same time, I get it. Especially if those exactly. people aren't in, in this ring, an arena that we're in. Exactly. But that is frustrating because, you know, when you do finally reach out to someone, they're going to tell you like something that they wouldn't have told. It's just so interesting. It's just, and right. anyway, here we are guys. We were, we tried to, we, we. Becca's Italian and I'm Portuguese. And this is like when we go to our family get togethers and we, tr we like, you stand at the door and then people just kiss your, my, my family, just everyone just kisses each other's face. And, and it's like, I've kissed you five times. Can I just leave? Like there's just so many, I'm just, mm -hmm. my, my boots are on, my jacket's on. I'm hot. I'm sweating. Let's leave. That's how we are at the end of an episode every time. Yep. Yep. There's been times where I've been like, Hey, I'm, I'm with my family, so I'm about to leave, but give me an hour and a half. Yeah, I know. And I'll voice note you <laughs> and I understand because I'm the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It totally makes sense. You know? Okay, uh, well, tell us about your friendship. Love you mean pause. it. <laughs> love you mean it. Thanks for being Tell us about your friendship faux pas. What are your non-negotiables? Thanks for being a friend. Tell us all the things. <laughs> Have you ever gotten your dick caught in a cup? Has someone you know ever gotten your dick caught? Have you or anyone you know ever gotten their dick caught in a cup? It sounds like the beginning of one of those lawsuit commercials. <laughs> <laughs> Call Dick and Dick <laughs> at okay. Semen LLC. Okay, bye. Bye. You are not alone. Everything is hard. Everything is hard. Everything is crazy. We love you. Everything is figureoutable. <laughs> Everything's figureoutable. I got you, boo. Okay, thanks. Love you. Bye. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Boo Crew. Love our vibe? Rate, review, share, and subscribe. And don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I Got You Boo Pod. Boo.